let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Tonight, we just are thankful for the opportunity and the privilege to exalt the Lord in music and in song, and we are excited and looking forward uh, to all that have worked so hard to prepare. So at this time, uh, Mrs. Kowalski will come and start our program. Thank you.
child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping He lies in such a lonely place Where ox and ass are feeding The end of fear for all who hear The silent word is speaking This, this is Christ the King Shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him praise, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold and myrrh, come peasant king to love him. The king of kings, salvation reigns, let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The mother sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the babe, the son. Mary.
before the men come for the offering. Let's stand and sing one more hymn. Hymn number 102, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last. thankful that you came. God with us, Emmanuel. And Lord, we are forever grateful, Lord, for all you've done in our lives, in our hearts. Lord, for the free gift of salvation. Lord, for loving us when we were unworthy. And Lord, for keeping us and guiding us and protecting us. And Lord, we do thank you and want to exalt you and worship you tonight, Lord, with our singing, and Lord, with our offerings. And Lord, we're just giving back to you what's rightfully yours, Lord. And may this just be a joyful expression of our love for you, Lord. Bless this offering. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Was there no soul come to their aid? A stable bear was where the family laid. Do you have room for the Savior? And do you speak Him anew? Have you a place for the God who lived and died for
great to be able to celebrate Christmas when we think of all the singing and rejoicing that goes on. And uh, when Jesus was born, uh, there was multitudes of angels in the heavens rejoicing because the Messiah had come. And Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be together tonight and to be able to celebrate the birth of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that each song, Lord, points our hearts towards heaven uh, and helps us to rejoice in the goodness and the graciousness of our God. We're thankful, Lord, that we can know that we're saved and we're going to heaven because Jesus Christ came into this world to sacrifice himself that we might be able to be forgiven of God. And we're thankful, Lord, that as we celebrate Christmas, we're rejoicing new life, new life that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. And so uh, bless our service continually tonight. Bless the preaching of the word of God. And Lord, just give us a heart of praise and worship to the living God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9. I just want to share a message entitled, A Child is Born. 
Isaiah chapter 9 prophesies to the fact of what the Messiah would be and what he would do and accomplish when he would come into this world. And uh, uh, we see two aspects of the life of Christ in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. We see the ministry of Christ, and then we also see the character of Christ. The ministry of Christ, it says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, that's the birth of Christ. Then it says, unto us a son is given, that's the crucifixion of Christ. And then the government shall be upon his shoulder, and that's the millennial reign of Christ. And so the ministry of Christ is his birth, his death, and his reigning as an everlasting king. And so we see the ministry of Christ that he would uh, uh, fulfill in each and every one of our lives, and certainly as he would come into this world. But then we see the second half of that verse is the character of Christ because it says his, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This speaks to the reality of the character of Jesus Christ. A couple of things here. His name shall be called Wonderful. The word wonderful uh, in the scriptures uh, simply means that it would be extraordinary in character and in judgment. And so we think of uh, leaders, we think of rulers throughout time and history. Uh, there is none that stack up to the wonder of Jesus Christ. He is altogether lovely. Uh, he is the one who is absolutely pure in all of his thoughts. He is the one who was in all points tempted yet without sin. Uh, and he is the one that passes righteous judgment on every decision that he makes. And on Genesis 18.25 says, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And so the wonder of Jesus is that he is above and beyond any characters in history, and his judgments are always right. So he's, his name is wonderful. Not only that, but he's called counselor. Uh, the word counselor carries with the idea of having advice in regards to purpose advice in regards to purpose. Uh, God gives us so much instruction in the Word of God, and it's not just to give us knowledge and information. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And when Jesus Christ came into this world, he came in with a purpose in mind, the redemption, the salvation of mankind. Uh, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And Christ, as my counselor, counselor, always gives me advice in regards to the purpose of God in my life. And so he's wonderful. He's the counselor. It goes on to say that he is the mighty God. And the mighty God uh, would speak in reference to strength and courage. It's amazing as you go through the scriptures how many times the Bible says in reference to a leader in Israel, whether it would be Moses or whether it would be Joshua, whether it would be David, uh, whether it be Solomon, all the different leaders in the scriptures when they were so passing the mantle, so, so to say, to the next person that would take leadership, the, the statement would always be made, be strong and of good courage. And yet here is Jesus Christ when he came into this world. He came in the mighty God. He did not become God. He is God. Uh, he is before all things. He said, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Everything encompasses the reality of who Christ is. 
and he is the one who has absolute strength and the courage to exercise his power and strength in the world in which he created. So he's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, and then it says everlasting father. As the everlasting father, that would speak in reference to perpetual care. A father cares for his children. And I'm thankful to John 1, 12, it says, but as many as received him, that's Jesus Christ, to them gave you the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so we have an everlasting father who cares for us continually. There's never a time when he doesn't care for us. First Peter tells us, casting all our cares on him, for he cares for you. And so he is an uh, everlasting father who perpetually cares for us. And then it states in our verse that he is the Prince of Peace. Now, the word Prince of Peace, Prince deals with rulership. So that, and peace means comfort. So that means he is a ruler of comfort and consolation. And uh, we can experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he is the prince of peace. The world is in turmoil. Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And so he is the prince of peace. And in a world that just is constantly in turmoil and changing, no security, no sureness of what tomorrow will hold, we can be at peace with God and enjoy the presence of the Lord because he is the Prince of Peace. So Isaiah 9, 6, what a great verse. It deals with the ministry of Christ, deals with the character of Christ. And so in light of that, I want to think about the main characters in the Christmas story and how they responded to this one who was wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I see, first of all, that Mary and Joseph surrendered to the will of the Lord. They were willing to surrender to the will of the Lord. And that speaks much to us that we need to be willing to surrender to the will of God. If God's not willing that any should perish, then it makes sense that we should surrender to the will of God to be saved. And so uh, Mary and Joseph were willing to surrender to the will of the Lord that was confirmed by God's word. The will for their life was confirmed by God's word. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 38, Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And what a great example for us to be able to surrender our lives, our will to the will of God based on what God has said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so Mary and Joseph will, were both willing to confirm their surrender to God's will for their life. What was God going to do? Mary, you're going to conceive. Miraculously, you're going to conceive of the Holy Ghost. You're going to have a son. That son shall be Jesus. You'll call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And it would be easy for her to rebel and reject that. But based on what God had said, she surrendered to the will of God because it was confirmed by God's word. Uh, Joseph would be confident in God's leading. And just as much as we need to be, allow the confirmation of God's word to show us his will, we need to be confident that in the center of that will, God will lead us. And God would certainly send the angel to Joseph 
to confirm the fact that what he was doing in Mary's life was something miraculous and uh, was in accordance with his will. And as a response to that, Joseph was willing to follow the leading of God. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 24 and 25, says, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and he knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. What a blessing it is at Christmas time to remind ourselves that it's all right to surrender to the will of God. God has a plan and a purpose, a will for you, and so we can be confident in God's leading because God will never lead us in any direction that will violate anything that he has stated in his word. So Mary and Joseph were willing to surrender to the will of God. The shepherds rejoiced in the presence of the Lord. And it's one thing to get the word of God and be confident in following the leadership of God in our life. But the shepherds rejoiced because of the presence of God. It was a spiritual experience. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a, in a dead church. I'll tell you, I grew up in a dead church, a Baptist church. And uh, I, I feel like calling it sometimes Funeral Baptist Church, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, they didn't tell us how to be saved. There was no excitement there. There was no zeal there. There was no revealing of the scriptures there. Uh, they told us about the Bible stories and things like that. But they never told us that Jesus Christ died specifically for us to be saved. And they, they said, Mike, you know, Jesus died for the sins of the world. They never said he died for your sins. They never brought it on to a personal basis. And as a result of that, I didn't get saved till I was 27 years old when I heard the gospel in a clear way. And I had a spiritual experience. We're not talking about something physical. It's not talking about something that's manipulated by man. We're talking about a spiritual experience. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 17 it says that when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which is told them concerning this child. The spiritual experience that they had was based on the person of Jesus Christ. And uh, churches can't get anybody to heaven. Our good works can't get us to heaven. Our money can't get us to heaven. But I'll tell you one thing, there is this child that was born, Jesus Christ, who can get us to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So it was a spiritual experience. I see that these shepherds rejoicing in the presence of the Lord had emotional experience. In uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 20, says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. I don't think they were talking in a monotone voice. I don't think they were just kind of disconnected with the reality of what just happened. The Bible says they talk, it, the way it is phrased it has energy. It has excitement. It is a thrill that they had met the, the Savior, Jesus Christ. And when they returned, they were glorifying and praising God for the things they had heard and the things that they had seen. They were moved emotionally. I don't believe emotions can get us saved, but I believe you get saved, you'll get emotional about it, amen? I believe if, somebody, if God does something miraculous in your life, it'll stir you up and charge you up a little bit, amen? I like it's good preaching. You can say amen there anytime, amen? Mary and Joseph surrendered to the will of God. The shepherds 
rejoiced in the presence of God. And then I see the wise men. The wise men worship with gifts for the Lord. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11 says, And when they were come to the house, they saw the young child and Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What's the significance of the gifts? Gold, they gave gold unto the Lord. Gold would equal or speak of a king who reigns. Why would they offer gold to Christ? Uh, because of the fact that he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords and he is the one who reigns on the throne of heaven. He is the one who's going to sit on the throne of David during the millennial reign and he'll rule with a rod of iron. And so they offer gifts to worship and praise him of gold to identify the fact that he is a king who reigns. They offered a gift of frankincense. Frankincense was a sweet odor, a sweet smelling herb, and uh, it would equal or represent a prophet who reveals. You know, Jesus Christ is um, both prophet, priest, and king. And uh, he is the one who would reveal to mankind everything that God is. You cannot comprehend God apart from Jesus Christ. And so the wise men worship with gold to identify the king who reigns. They worship with frankincense to reveal the prophet who uh, reveals. And then they offered myrrh. And certainly myrrh would be an embalming type of, uh, flu of uh, ointment uh, that would acknowledge a death. And so he would be the priest who redeems. And so they offered myrrh. Uh, we cannot be saved if Jesus Christ did not offer himself on Calvary. And the, the offering, the gifts that the wise men bring identify Jesus Christ as both prophet, priest, and king. And so they worship him with gifts. I just thought of this when I was, I was putting this together and I was going through it. And now um, uh, the girls, when they ended that song, that song they just sang, what was it? He is here. Here, what is it? Here with us. Amen. I'm dyslexic sometimes. I get the words all turned around and everything. Here with us. That goes right along with what my message is as far as a child is born because of the fact that he is here with us. It's interesting this. The Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1 starts out by stating they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. That's Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. They'll call his name Emmanuel. He's here with us. God is with us. The interesting thing is that in Matthew chapter 28, the last chapter that of the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, the last promise that Jesus gives to his disciples is... I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. And so this child is born. Why? Because it is God with us. No matter where we are, whatever we're going on, uh, going on in our life, we are never void of the presence of God. And uh, the Apostle Paul said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And this child that was born this Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ 
let's be reminded of the fact that God is with us. If you're here tonight, you're not sure you're saved. I want you to know that God is here in this place, and he wants to meet with you, and he'd love to save your soul. All we have to do is believe to the saving of our soul. If you're a believer tonight, and you're struggling with some things in your life, remember this, that God is with you, and he'll never forsake you, and uh, you are secure in your faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because the child was born. This Jesus Christ, this Messiah, this Savior, it's Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be together tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is continually with us. Bless us, help us, courage us, strengthen us, move upon us, Lord. Fill us with your peace. Empower us with your grace. Help us, Lord, to experience the mercy of God over and over again. And I pray if there's someone here not saved tonight, they would come and receive Christ as their Savior. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing Silent Night. And the men are coming with the candles. And as we're singing Silent Night, uh, we'll light our candles as the lights are being turned out. And as the candles are being passed, uh, we want to rejoice in the fact that Jesus was born. He's alive. And he lives forevermore. So let's sing out Silent Night.
again the late service, I'm always moved by the candles and the light that illuminates the room. Uh, thank you, Jesus came in the world. He said, I am the light of the world. And the world is in a dark place. The world is in living in darkness. But we have the light of Christ. And we need to share the light of Christ with others. Maybe you have a testimony tonight. You'd like to share that. Uh, we'd love to hear a quick testimony from you. Maybe something the Lord's done special in your life this past year or whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you. This section over here, does anybody in this section over here have a testimony you'd like to share? Anyone at all? Okay. How about this section? Yes, sir. Who's that? Joe. Yes. Amen. 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 God's always good to us and always with us. Amen. Uh, over in this section, yes, who's that? Don. I thank the Lord for my W year sobriety, and I thank him that my young son Joey can't be Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. I thought I saw another hand. Yes, Arlene. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad that God's not willing that anyone should perish. Amen. He can still save us. Also, Ken. I'm just grateful that my daughter and my son-in-law have a son. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's great. I remember seeing Kim out there just a little thing. Now she's out there with a baby. It's great, isn't it? Amen. Anybody ever here? Want to share a testimony? All right. Anybody else over here? If not, I'll just keep preaching. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Anybody else? Don't want to leave anybody out. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Yes. Who's that? Armin back there? Yeah, that's what Dr. said that my wife had cancer in December. I have to go overseas to Mexico, Ireland. Mm. Just to keep the message that it is not. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. God can heal. That's for sure. Anything else before we pray and thank the Lord? Yes. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're so glad you're here with us. God bless you. Maria. I prayed the Lord for a couple of years, um, and I think they will comfort us and keep us Amen. There's nothing like the peace of God that, that we can enjoy through troubled times. Amen. Anything else? Yeah, back there, Anthony. Amen. <laughs> He's excited about that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Better hope it doesn't snow up there in Rochester. Amen. <laughs> well, God's been good to us. He gave us a good year this year. We're launching out into 2020. We want to uh, continue to experience the blessing of God. And so, Pastor Duane, I want you to come and close the prayer. If you can, make sure you keep your candles upward and don't let them lay over with the wax falling all over the place. And blow them out when we're done. Amen. Pastor Duana, God bless. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thrilled to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Lord, when we think of the joy, Lord, it wasn't a subdued joy, but Lord, it was jubilation. It was excitement. And Lord, what a thrill that puts in each of our hearts, Lord, as we consider, Lord, that you are always with us. 